0: Did you know that when you buy resources from Focus on the Family Canada, your purchase helps strengthen marriages, equip parents, defend biblical principles, and more? Plus, we carefully select every item, which means you will only encounter quality, biblically sound resources that are safe for the whole family. Help give back to Canadian families by shopping at Focus on the Family Canada. Find biblically-based resources for your family at shop.focusonthefamily.ca. That's shop.focusonthefamily.ca.
1: one thing for God to touch somebody else but when God touches you the first thought that comes to your mind and it's the truth I don't deserve this and you don't and
0: that's what grace is about
2: Well, I wonder if you've
1: ever personally
2: witnessed a miracle. If not, uh, you're about to. Uh, Welcome to Focus on the Family with your host, Focus President Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller. And you know, John,
3: it's one thing to read about healings and miracles that occurred during biblical times, but it's truly unique to find a modern-day miraculous healing that was recorded on tape, and that's what we're going to hear today. Our guest is Dwayne Miller. He's an author, speaker, and the pastor of Pinnacle Church on Cedar Creek Lake near Dallas, Texas. He's been married to Joylene for over 50 years, and they have two daughters and one granddaughter. Duane has written a book
2: about his amazing story. It's called Speechless, and we have that here at the ministry. Get your copy at focusonthefamily.ca. Here now is Dwayne Miller speaking at Allison Park Church in Pennsylvania, and we're going to pick it up as he dives into his story on today's episode of Focus on the Family.
1: January 1990, I got out of bed, and, and in the morning, and you know that feeling you get when you know you're coming down with something? You're not really sick, but just give me a minute, and I will be, that, that nasty, yucky feeling that you know you've got it. Whatever it is, you caught it. Well, that's how I felt that morning, and I began my ministry singing professionally, and for a number of years, I sang in gospel music and traveled it. So every now and then, I'll take a song and a sermon outline and kind of put them together and preach, sing my sermon. And that's what I had planned to do that morning. Well, at the 8.30 service, I tried it. It didn't sound good, and it didn't feel good. And so at 11 o'clock, I just tried to get through it. And by the time we came back for Sunday evening, for, for the things we did on Sunday evening, I could not even participate. I was so sick. My church prayed for me and sent me home and told me to go get well. Well, I stayed in bed for about 10 days with the flu. I called a doctor friend of mine in Houston, and I asked him to see me. He's an ENT, and he agreed to see me and when he tried, got me in the office, he tried to scope my throat, and he could not even get a scope down my throat because it was swollen almost completely shut. Did the blood test, came back, told me I had an infection that was really horrible in my bronchi. So he put me on some medication for that, put me on some steroids to reduce the swelling in my throat and sent me home for another 10 days and told me to come back and see him at the end of that time. When I went back to him, he told me that the swelling was gone, which I could tell from the feeling in my throat, He told me that that the infection was cleared, but I was left with a pressure in my throat. And the only way I know to describe that pressure is to tell you to grab your windpipe and squeeze it. And if you do, that's what I sounded like. And that's what it felt like in my throat for the next three years of my life. Well, my friend thought he knew what was wrong with me immediately, but he wanted corroboration. So he sent me over to Baylor College of Medicine. When I walked in the door at Baylor and they agreed, I picked up a team of 13 physicians that became my lead team. Before this is over, I've seen over 200 physicians from all over the world, literally. And the reason was because my condition was so rare. And so I became the guinea pig. All I knew was that I was suffering. When we got all through with it, my physician came in one day and he looked at me and he said, Dwayne, I don't know what is wrong with you, but I can tell you what's not wrong with you. You don't have cancer. And believe me, folks, you'll never know relief until you find out it's not the C word, okay? I said, Doc, thanks. What do we do now? He said, Dwayne, we got a lot of tests to do. But he said, here's what I want you to do next. He said, I want you to take a leave of absence from your church. He said, and furthermore, I want you to leave town. I want your wife to leave with you. I want you to go someplace where you don't know anybody because for the next six months, I want you to be totally silent. So we took six months. Joylene went with me, left town, stayed gone. Came back, it was November. Straight into the doctor's office, sat down in the examining room and the doc comes through the door and he's grinning and he's got some papers rolled up in his hand. Don't know why I remember that, but I do. And he looked at me and he said, all right, Dwayne, let's hear it. And I said, I, I, and my voice was exactly the same as the day I'd walked out of his office six months before. And he said, Dwayne, we've got a lot of testing, got a lot of things to do. Don't get discouraged. I said, am I ever going to get to preach again? And he looked at me and he was serious. And he said, Dwayne, that's a question I cannot answer. And that morning I resigned. Truth. Scariest thing I've ever done in my life Both of my daughters were students at Baylor University at that point I didn't know how we were going to keep the kids in school I didn't know what we were going to do to make a living We moved back to the city of Houston We went back to First Baptist Church Which is home for us at this point Been there for so long Went back to a Sunday school class That I had taught when I was on staff Class was three to 400 people in the class Now I'm just a member in the class And I'm back there one of the guys in the church helped me out. He, he's a private investigator. And, and he said, Duane, I've got something you can do. And he put me to work for him as a private investigator. He was actually working for the FDIC and for the FSLIC. He had a contract. And you remember when the banking and the savings and loan crisis and all that was going on? Well, this was in, the, in part of that. And what was having to happen was every single loan in every single institution was having to be verified that it had the collateral, that it was real, yada, yada, yada. And so suddenly, the church network, which I believe in, had found me a job. I didn't have to talk. I could go to the courthouse. I could write reports on a computer. And suddenly, I was gainfully employed. My kids could stay in school. Well, I'm working as this private investigator, and I'm doing reports. And all the time, doctors are trying to examine, figure out what's wrong with me. At one point, they thought I had MS. My vocal cords wouldn't move. Now, been back in this Sunday school class for a couple of years as a member, and, 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 and the teacher had to take some time off. Class comes back to me and said, Hey, would you fill in? And I'm looking at them and saying, Guys, I can't teach. It's too hard to understand me. And inside I'm going, Please? And they said, You teach. We'll listen really carefully. So I went back to teaching I couldn't use a microphone what I finally wound up was getting a headset and I would literally put the windscreen on my lips and I would scream at it at the top of my lungs that began in April of 92 May 92 that federal agency from one day to the next I just didn't get a fax called up the administrator and I said hey man what's up did I do something wrong did I mess up a case what's the problem here. He said, Oh, Dwayne, don't worry about it. We're doing a little reorganization. We'll get back to you shortly. I never heard from them again. That was the end of it. May 92. June 92, I get a letter from my group insurance carrier. They said, Dwayne, we have written to your physicians to ask them when you will be fully recovered. They now tell us that you probably will not recover. So all of the therapy that you are now undergoing is now classified as experimental treatment, and we don't cover that. Here are $18,000 worth of bills that we had promised to pay, but we're not going to. And in July, I got a letter from my disability carrier, and they said, Dwayne, we have re-examined your disability. It doesn't fall under the definition that Social Security gives to disability, So therefore, we've determined that you're not really disabled, and we won't pay you your benefit anymore, but we won't sue you to get back what we've already paid you, which I thought was right and nice of them. And suddenly, I have no job. I have no group insurance to take care of me, look after me, provide for me. I picked up $18,000 worth of bills. And then my disability carrier tells me I'm not disabled. One month, it's because I am disabled, I can't have coverage. The next month, it's because I'm not disabled, that I can't have coverage. Who signed me up for that? People have told me through the years that I should be a writer, that God has gifted me in that area. Never had time to write. Suddenly, I had time. I sat down and I outlined a couple of books, sent them off to Christian publishers that I knew. I asked them to publish for me, and I awaited their response. That would have been August-ish. Come January, I had not heard from that federal agency. I had not heard from anybody. And I said, it's time for me to find out what happened. I pick up the phone. I called an administrative assistant at that federal agency. And I said, Jerry, look, it's obvious I'm not going to get any more business from you all. And I'm not begging. I just want to know what happened. Jerry said, Duane, I don't know, but I promise I'll call you. And he did. Called me up in the morning and he said, Duane, I found out what happened and you're not going to like it. But here's the reality. Our attorneys went to a management seminar, and as they were sitting around a table talking, they discovered that you were doing 80% of the work in the Houston area. was coming through you. and By, by now, we had reached the size and importance of cases that they determined it was just a matter of days before someone was going to challenge how that case was prepared, and they would have to put you on the stand to testify, and with your voice the way it is, They were afraid that the jury or the judge might misunderstand or not get it, and it would blow the whole case. So they decided to never use you again because of your voice.
2: This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Searching for the right insurance at the right price isn't always a quick click on the internet. Deeks Insurance has been a licensed insurance brokerage since before Googling was a thing. So if you're looking to save on auto insurance that includes multi-vehicle discounts and first accident forgiveness or home coverage with enhanced water options, then start your search by typing Deeks Insurance. You'll already start saving on time spent searching the internet for the best insurance. Visit deeksinsurance.ca to get started with a quote. Deeks Insurance, where family matters.
0: These days, it seems like I'm constantly trying to protect my kids from whatever's on TV or online. Thankfully, there are still some great resources out there, like the Adventures in Odyssey Club. The kids absolutely love their award-winning Adventures in Odyssey audio dramas, which bring biblical principles to life with just the right balance of fun, faith, and imagination. And now you can enjoy them, too, through a two-week free trial. The Adventures in Odyssey Club. Faith-filled, kid-approved, endless fun. Sign up today at aioclub.org radio.
2: What do mums love about Focus on the Family's Clubhouse magazine?
0: I love watching her have so much fun, and I know that every page is pointing her to the Lord. I love that my son teaches me about Jesus from what he learned in Clubhouse magazine. I love watching them get all excited when they run to the mailbox each month.
2: To order your magazine subscription to Clubhouse or Clubhouse Junior, please visit us at clubhousemagazine.ca. That's clubhousemagazine.ca thanks for listening to focus on the family we'll continue now with the balance of our
1: programming went on about my day the mail came that afternoon like it always does about 1.30. had letters from both of the christian publishers that i'd sent my book idea to each one of those letters could have been prepared by the same secretary on different letterhead they read almost verbatim duane thank you for your book idea believe it's commercial believe it would sell It also appears you have talent to write, but you don't have the name recognition of a Chuck Swindoll or a James Dobson, and in order for us to recoup the investment we'd have to make in you, we'd have to put you out on a book tour to promote your book, and with your voice the way it is, you could never do the book tour. Sorry, we won't be able to publish for you. Oh, and by the way, we doubt you'll ever find a reputable publisher because they'll all have the same problem we do. And suddenly I can't write because I can't talk. Who signed me up for that? And I went home that afternoon with those letters in my hand and I sat down in a chair in my living room, literally. And I held those letters up and I said, God, this isn't funny. And it's not fun anymore. And I can't take it. I want out. I can't support my family. I can't do anything. I want out. And the only thought that came to my mind is let's get the 12 gauge and get this over with. And I went upstairs and I loaded the 12 gauge. And I came down and I sat down in that chair and I sat there for the next four hours. People say, why didn't you pull the trigger? Only answer I can give you is grace of God. I don't know. I get other people who say to me, Dwayne, you shouldn't tell that. Preachers aren't supposed to think like that. Hey folks, I live in a real world. Okay? Forgive me, I'm tired of the television theology that tells you if you give your heart to Jesus Christ, you will never have another problem. That's a lie. It's not true. And if I don't tell you that the grace of God can get you past that chair, when you find yourself in that chair, you won't know what to do. So the most important thing I can tell you is it's not a sin to find yourself at the end of yourself. It's not a sin to find yourself at your wits end and not know what to do. It's not a sin to find yourself in the chair. Some of you are there right now. Not a sin. And God's grace will get you past the chair. Living proof. My sweetheart came home from work and she said, Give God that praise, man. That's for you, Lord. My sweetheart came home, found me in that chair. She'd never seen me like that. I'd never been like that in my life. She did everything she could that afternoon to encourage me, but I was beyond encouragement. I had to get up on Sunday morning and go teach that Sunday school class. I'm going to tell you something else that's true. I didn't want to go teach that Sunday school class. If there had ever been a time in my life when my cup was empty, it was that Sunday morning. I tried to find somebody to fill in for me, take over that class on that Sunday. I did not want to be there. I hurt And the pain that I had was unbearable. And I didn't know what to do. But my daddy raised me to believe that when you give your word, you will do something. You do it, no matter what. Whether you feel like it, whether you don't feel like it, you do it. That's how I was raised. And I went to teach that Sunday school class that morning out of a pure sense of duty. God knows that's the truth. And the lesson that I taught that morning was what Southern Baptists used to call Bible book series material. So this lesson that I'm going to teach that morning went on the lesson plan four years before I got sick. Psalm 103. David's words, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Then He starts to list them. He forgives all my sin, and He heals all of my disease. And he redeems my life from the pit, the grave, destruction. And he crowns me with loving kindness, compassion. And he satisfies my mouth with good things, my desires, so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. And I started teaching through that outline, and I talked about the fact that he's forgiven all my sin. Now, I went and looked up that word all in Hebrew. You know what it really means? Every last one without exception. Every last one Without exception. I moved to the second step, and the second step was, and he heals all of my disease. I went and have looked up that word all hoping, and sure enough, it was the same word every last one without exception. He heals every last one without exception, all my disease. You know what's going on in my mind? Why not me? God, I'm standing here telling your people what your word says, and I can barely croak it out. What kind of a testimony is that? I moved to the third point, and he redeems my life from the pit, but I never got to talk about the pit because just as I began to elaborate on that topic, God intervened in that room, and this is what he did
0: instead. To say that, every single person will Always be healed because Jesus died on the cross is a misinterpretation of Scripture. Not true. Won't work. Isaiah 53 doesn't talk about physical healing. I'm sorry. That's just not the context. And to impress that there causes a misinterpretation of Scripture. That's wrong. On the other hand, To say that, since we don't have anything after the book of Acts, that miracles ended at the book of Acts and they never happen again, is equally as wrong. Because you have put God in a box both ways. And he doesn't want to be in the box. So, the psalmist says, I'm excited. Bless the Lord, O my soul. One of his benefits is, he heals all of my diseases. And then in verse 4 he says, And he redeems my life from the pit. Now I like that verse just a whole lot. I have had and you have had in times past pit experiences. We've both had, we've all had times when our life seemed to be in a pit, in a grave. And we didn't have an answer, for the pit we find ourselves in. And I don't understand this right now. I'm but overwhelmed. At the moment, I'm not quite sure what to say or do. Huh. Huh. I'm uh, It sounds funny to say at a loss for words. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I wish I could let you see how I feel inside right now. I wish I could see how I feel inside right now. Yeah, that's good.
1: let me tell you what happened right there when I said you have had and I have had in times past pit experiences on that word pit that pressure that had been in my throat for three years let go
0: I have had and you have had in times past pit experiences we've both had We've all had times when our life seemed to be in a pit, in a grave.
1: It was nothing any more or any less dramatic than that, and it was gone. And it startled me. You can hear that. If you listen carefully, when I say a couple of words, you'll hear me pause, and you'll hear me swallow. It's the first time I'd swallowed in three years without feeling like I was being choked. And when I said I don't understand this right now, that doesn't mean that I didn't understand healing. I just got through telling everybody, I believe God heals. But what was happening was it was happening to me. It's one thing for God to be in the Bible. It's one thing for God to touch somebody else. But when God touches you, I don't understand this right now. Because the first thought that comes to your mind, and it's the truth, I don't deserve this. And you don't. And that's what grace is about. Called the doctor on Monday morning. I went on on Tuesday morning and he had cleared his entire day just for me. We shot more video of my throat. At the end of that, doctor sat down with me. He said, you got to watch this. And believe me, folks, we've got enough video to do a 90-minute special. And I'm not kidding. And he looked at me and he said, watch. And you can literally watch scar tissue grow in my throat. So like time-lapse photography, all the video that we had shot over that three-year period, you watched all of that grow in my throat. He said, now watch this. And he shot, he played the video from that day. And the video from that morning shows that all that scar tissue was in my throat is gone. And my throat is as slick smooth as the day this whole entire ordeal began. He said, but I can't explain that. He said, what makes scar tissue scar tissue is you can't get rid of it. It doesn't go away, and it's gone. I'm walking out of the doctor's office. He looked at me, and he said, "Dwayne, I just got to tell you one thing. I cannot find any evidence that you ever had a voice problem. And I walked out the door rejoicing. A few days later, I'd always ask God why. And all at once, God told me why. Folks, when Jesus comes, things are dramatically changed and you can't explain it one day I'm going to stand before the father and he's going to look at me and he's going to say Dwayne I can't find any evidence that you ever had a sin problem because you see folks scar tissue is to the body what sin is to the soul you can't get rid of it now I've got a scar right here I can cover it up so you'll never see it it doesn't keep me from doing anything with that hand that I want to do but I'm going to die with that scar that's sin. You can cover it up so nobody can see it. It may not keep you from doing anything you want to do in this life, but you're going to die with it. When Jesus comes, it's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, all I am is an object lesson of what it means to be forgiven. God did something concrete to demonstrate an abstract principle of forgiveness. I want you to understand tonight that my entire life is dedicated to bringing that news to people who need to know Jesus Christ. It's real. His forgiveness is real. His healing is real. All the things that God promises, they're all real. And they're all available to you.
2: And that's where we'll have to end this uh, terrific presentation from Pastor Dwayne Miller.
3: Well, John, this is good. And let me just follow up by saying that if you need healing or forgiveness from the Lord, please give us a call. Our caring uh, staff would count it a privilege to pray with you over the phone. And if your situation warrants it, uh, they'll set up a call back from one of our Christian counselors.
2: And our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459.
3: I want to add one thought to Dwayne's powerful message. Uh, When we're going through a dark time in our life, it often seems like God shows up at the very last minute, like he did with Dwayne. So please remember this. If you're going through a very difficult time, hang in there. Continue to honor the Lord. You never
2: know what God's going to do tomorrow. You know, Jim, I've held on to that tomorrow, that sense of what's next, Uh, With our kids, growing up as six kids, there was always something going on. And we looked to tomorrow during those tough seasons, and we really have... Uh, let me also add, benefited from the counselors here at Focus on the Family. Dina and I have pulled on them on numerous occasions. I hope our listeners will as well. Well,
3: That's so good, John. And our counselors are doing a great job. And most people don't know that the counseling team responds to over 2,000 requests each and every month. And that's made possible by donors like you. It's a free service that we've provided for over 44 years Uh, of this uh, ministry's history. So please consider supporting the work we're doing here at Focus on the Family Canada by making a monthly pledge. Any gift, large or small, helps us keep our team of Christian counselors at the ready. And when you get in touch, ask about how to get a CD of this broadcast and
2: Dwayne Miller's great book called Speechless. Yeah, our phone number is 800, the letter A in the word family. 800-232-6459. Or you can donate online and request Duane's book and that CD at focusonthefamily.ca. Well, next time, Chuck and Ann Bentley are going to explain how they were able to overcome some pretty extreme differences about finances.
1: Well, she's the classic saver, and I'm the classic spender. I'm the big spender in the family. I like to spend money uh, I have big dreams, big goals, big ideas. If it's got four-wheel drive, camouflage, or any of those kind of things and I would want to buy it.
2: On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.